What can you do with your love of science? We'll tell you. Everybody and welcome back to the show, We Love Science. My name is Fatu. And I'm Shakira. And today we have a special episode where we delve into our favorite of all topics, food science. Yes. And there is so much science in food. And it's also fascinating and really drives at least my curiosity. And I think Shakira's as well. So our curiosity. Plus, <laughs> it's also delicious. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about yeast, which is one of my favorite little food microbes. Um, but before we get started, how are you doing, Shakira? Well, I'm quite hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> no, we did discuss this pre-show. So I'm fighting a headache and I'm looking forward to eating some goodies after this food science recording. How about how about you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I am not as hungry because I have Indian cookies, <laughs> which is my usual go-to. Um, but what what do you think you have on the menu for tonight? Um, to try and make you hungrier. Pro- probably pizza. Mm. Um, I was craving Wendy's a short while ago. We'll mm-hmm. see which way the ball drops. Yeah. All right. All right. Doesn't sound too bad. Doesn't mm-hmm. sound too bad. I'm definitely glad it's the end of the week. Um, favorite day. So <laughs> that's always a good thing. Uh, what are some of your favorite foods that are made with yeast? That is an excellent question. I love all things pastries. Mm. <laughs> if you got to bake it, I probably mm. love it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's cakes. Of, yeah. Yeah. Muffins. Yeah. Um, I think they yeah. even have like, um, what is it? Like yeast donuts? Let me look this up real quick. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. People put yeast in donuts. I think that's like an old school way of, of making them. But um, apparently some people can tell the difference. I cannot. I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's good. Let me just eat it. <laughs> that's all I need. Do you have any least favorite foods that are made with yeast? Yeah, I guess I'm not a huge fan of beer. That would yeah, be my only yeah. least favorite. Not that I don't yeah. drink beer, but yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Not your thing. That's okay. How about you? It's okay. Yeah. I love breads, I think. Like, just like you, you know, I'm definitely all about the bacon with the yeast, um, but definitely breads. Like, sourdoughs are great. Um, mm. Breads are great. Um, ciabatta is great. <laughs> <laughs> all the good breads. On and, and on and great. on. Yes. On and on and on. All the good breads. All the carbs are good. Excellent. <laughs> and then, um, for my least favorite, I would say I'm not a big fan of nutritional yeast, hmm. which is kind of like, um, I guess like a, like a, a vegan food substitute is usually, um, how I have, um, seen it used, which you can, um, use in place of like cheese. If you need something that has sort of that, like really like salty sort of like, um, savory flavor in a food and you don't want to use like something along the lines of cheese, but like for me, salt or cheese, that's super yummy. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, healthy options. <laughs> yeah. But for me, nutritional yeast just doesn't do it. And maybe, you know what? Maybe I just haven't had a good recipe with nutritional yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Right, okay. So, okay. Tell us, what are yeast? Our show today is about 
yeast. Tell yes. us what is yeast, Tatu. question to start us off. So yeast um, is a single-celled microscopic organism. So basically a microorganism, right? That means they're super, super tiny. And if you think about like a packet of yeast that you get from the store, those contain billions of individual yeast cells. Something that I didn't know is like when you look at it um, and you like, you know, pour yeast into your hand, it has sort of like these little granules, almost mm-hmm. like sand. Mm-hmm. I always thought one granule was like one yeast. But <laughs> is literally like thousands and thousands of yeast, right? So, you know, yeah. it's like whole beautiful, like literally like population of yeast um, that come in these really easy to use, convenient packages. And we tend to use yeast for cooking um, because of its ability to digest different kinds of sugar. So when you think about like, you know, we were talking about baking. If we think about like flour, um, the starch or the sugar that's found in flour is called maltose. But you also have different kinds of sugars like sucrose. You have fructose, you have glucose um, as well. And when yeast sort of starts to break down those sugars, it produces carbon dioxide, which is a gas, and ethyl alcohol. (laughs) This is a process that we call fermentation. And the gas that's produced, right, that is important for allowing things to rise. Mm -hmm. But um, the other component, the ethyl alcohol, is also what is important in when we think of things like beer making and wine making, right? Mm -hmm. To give it, um, you know, that like, um, I guess, nice alcoholic quality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That makes makes people feel good when when they're drinking. Um, we have different types of yeast. So um, in baking and brewing, baker's yeast or brewer's yeast is called Saccharomyces cerevisiae. So super fancy, right? That, that's mm-hmm. the scientific name for it. But we also have nutritional yeast, which I mentioned earlier. And that's inactive yeast that's used for flavor, basically. Mm-hmm. Have wine and distiller's yeast, which is, again, specific for things like, you know, like winemaking um, and the making of different alcoholic beverages. Now, the cool thing about yeast is that yeast has been around literally since forever. And it was first viewed under the microscope by Louis Pasteur in the late 1860s. Wow. So since it's been around forever, where did they come from? Yeah. So um, I like to think about my sourdough bread when I think about where yeast come from. And yeast sort of like just exist in the wild, kind of like, you know, when we think about other um, microscopic organisms, you know, like bacteria and, and things of that nature. So when I make sourdough, I literally just take water and flour and let it sit. And then whatever is kind of like out there floating around in the air is going to come and settle in that. And that's going to have like a nice little environment where it has free food, right? Some of that will be bacteria, but some of that will also be yeast. And then that will kind of get like bubbly and, you know, turn into like an active, what we call sourdough starter. So yeah, so um, yeast is just out there in the wild, in the air, you know, outdoors, indoors. It's different in different regions, different in different areas. What do we think about wild yeast, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So we use, or when you do your sourdough bread, you use wild yeast or a different kind of yeast? I use wild yeast. So you can buy it. Um, but it's, I think, to remain true to like the nature of sourdough, even those yeasts are um, probably like, I, I guess you could say like cultivated or collected um, in a standardized way mm-hmm. where it's not going to be like commercial, but maybe they go to, like to the same environment or use the same kind of like starting culture 
to build, you know, those like cultures um, that are sold for for sourdough. But I literally like can just like place something like, you know, in my kitchen for a few days and kind of just see what pops up. Mm -hmm. And that will be my wild yeast sourdough starter. So I've heard about domesticated yeast. What's the difference between wild yeast and domesticated yeast? And why did humans domesticate yeast? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, you know, if we think about it, kind of like other, you know, plants and animals that we, I guess, like, you know, consume, humans like to optimize things, right? We always want like the biggest, the best, the tastiest, the whatever. So we want cows that make really delicious milk. We want sheep that have the softest wool. We want dogs that have, you know, just like really great personalities so they can be our best friends. Um, And the same is true for yeast. So we want to So basically, at some point in time, when I guess people realized, hey, I can basically choose specific qualities that I want my yeast to have and kind of like keep those cultures and propagate them. And then, you know, people got clever and decided to also sell them because of these specific properties. That's kind of why we decided to domesticate yeast. Hmm. Sounds like we genetically engineered yeast or something. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So domestic yeast comes from wild yeast Mm -hmm. found literally everywhere, but have the advantage of being optimized. Exactly. Yep. Perfect, Shakira. Okay. And the commercialized yeast that we use today have been optimized for characteristics that would help for how we use them in cooking. So for example, to ferment more quickly, to more efficiently withstand processing conditions like freezing and drying, and to also be able to break down and metabolize the complex sugar maltose. Mm -hmm. So maltose is the primary sugar present in beer starter before the beer is fermented. So, Mm -hmm. right. So you need a specific type of yeast to be able to break down um, the maltose and beer starter. Yeah, Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. The, and to break it down efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going back like to my sourdough example, you know, when I'm using, when I'm making like sourdough bread, you know, I have to let it sit a good like four or five hours to get it to rise. If I'm lucky, if the temperatures are good, you know, but with commercial yeast, because it's been like optimized for all these different characteristics to make it super efficient, I can have a fluffy dough in like two hours. You know, so <laughs> something that use that can take me like a whole day to make a sourdough loaf can only take a few hours if I'm doing just like a simple white bread with store-bought yeast. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So when I go to the store, I never know what kind of yeast to buy. So I feel like there are so many different types. If you have already domesticated yeast that has the properties we want to make it better for cooking, why do we have different types of yeast at the grocery store? So like there's instant yeast, there's active yeast. Does that mean the other yeast are inactive? And then there's fast acting yeast. What's all that about? Yeah, no, this is a really good question. And this is something that definitely really um, interested me. So instant yeast, active yeast, and fast acting yeast are all processed slightly differently. Um, Probably a lot of it is like proprietary, you know, like whatever that's Mm -hmm. owned by the companies that make them. Um, But this also allows them to, again, have just one more kind of like optimization or, you know, like special characteristics for different styles of baking. So for example... Active yeast need to be activated before you use them. So you have to put them in like a sugar and a warm water solution before you start. 
And that also means like they're not as stable as other kinds of yeast. But in contrast, instant yeast is just like ready to go. It's very stable. You can literally just pour it into your, your batter and you don't have to sit, let it sit, you know, that like five minutes to kind of like wake it up, you know, and, and have it kind of like go to work. Um, I'm kind of like a, I guess like a, a little bit of a sloppy baker. And usually when I bake, I just grab whatever I can find. But now that I kind of know the difference, I think I'm going to start being, you know, like a little bit more intentional. And I think that will help me also have just better outcomes when it comes to my bread baking. <laughs> um, but you know, this is pretty cool. And, um, for this little, uh, you know, session that we just had, I mostly focused on yeast for baking, right? Because I'm a baker. That's part of my <laughs> interest. But, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, there's also yeast that is used for like beer making and wine making. Mm. Um, so there's a part of me that's kind of like, maybe I'll do a little bit more of a deep dive and see what what that type of commercial yeast is like that's used for these, um, I guess, like, you know, fun adult beverages. Yeah, I definitely love wine. So <laughs> that could be fun. We could, you know, even have a glass of wine while we talk about <laughs> wine making yeast. I'm all for it. Yeah. So thanks everyone for joining us today for our food science chat. We're going to have real food science little mini shows like this for you. And if there are any foods that you particularly want to learn about, just let us know. And remember, sometimes the best experiments start in the kitchen. <laughs> Bye. But I guess you use wild yeast. <laughs> <laughs> but that fell flat. <laughs>